Hello, my party people. It's Mr. 631. Oh, no, it doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> I'm back, back, back again. Welcome back to the Sneaky Little Have a Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. Um, and I know you're probably upset with me. It's been a while. I'm so sorry. Um, but I am back and uh, I am better than ever. And we have some shit to discuss. <laughs> Listen, for this episode, I want to talk about, first of all, what had happened, that I disappeared. Um, secondly, what's been going on with the world, the pandemic, or what, how I've been doing um, these humongous purchases that I've been making because I think that I'm rich. Um, and talk about what I've been watching, the holidays. The, let's. Uh, I want to get into all of it. All of it, I tell you. All of it. And you know that I could not have a podcast episode without some story sharing. So what I did was I dug up some audio from when me and my friend Eric had a kiki and we shared horrible hookup stories. <laughs> you are not going to want to miss this ridiculousity. Okay, so stay tuned. Okay. Should I do it like this, like my old grinder profiles? <laughs> I know that torso. No, just kidding. So first, let's talk about what had happened. Okay, what had happened was that when I started this project, it was something to be creative and have fun with. It was something that I was on on my list of things that I wanted to do. So I was like, okay, this is the perfect time for me to do it. So that's why I did it. But it ended up being, although it was, it was, there was parts of it that were very fun that I really enjoyed. Um, it was very, very time consuming um, as far as getting the audio right and producing the episodes, recording the episodes, editing the episodes. I was like, where did the time go? Where, Diane, where did the time go? But um, there was, I, I still enjoyed it. It just was, it was, it was a crunch. It was a crunch to, to get it all done for one person. Um, but I'm back and I'm doing things different. I'm using different programs. And I am also trying to relinquish some of my control over trying to, trying to make it perfect. And just like, it's supposed to be fun. So let's, let's just have some fun. Okay. Especially with the audio, like getting the audio right was really setting me off. Um, so, uh, now I'm trying new things and I'm just, I'm going with the flow. Okay. I'm here. You're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Let's talk about the state of the world. So when I started this project, it was when the, the pandemic first shifted into gear okay <laughs> corona was like hey bitch i'm here let's get this popping so things have gone up and the numbers have gone up and down but now uh the numbers are spiking again but the vaccine is going through the first rounds of disbursement so hopefully once the vaccine becomes available to the general public then we'll be able to get the pandemic really under control so we can try to find a sense of normalcy in what's going on and uh if your question is Andrew are you gonna be getting the vaccine the answer is hell yeah bitch first of all uh, for all the people who are like oh I don't want to put that in my body trust me <laughs> when I tell you worse things have been in my body okay <laughs> no but seriously um and listen if the doctors and nurses are taking it like I, I I'm gonna go with it 
I'm gonna go with it. If 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 this is what is necessary for us to get this under control, then we you know have. I don't want to say an obligation, but a responsibility to 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 do our part to try to get it under control and not leave it in other people's hands. Um, so that's that's what I'm gonna do, and that's my two cents, and I'm sticking to it. Transitioning into the turn of season, going into the holidays and all that stuff. It's uh, it's it's been an up and down for me personally. Some points have been a struggle, and especially like once the season turned and I couldn't do all the the outside activities um, that I was doing, it kind of took a toll on on me mentally. Um, staying active is is a huge part of my mental health as well. So, um, what I did was I finally pulled the trigger and I made a humongous purchase, and it was something that I wanted to do, but I. I had uh, other financial goals that I was focusing on, uh, but with everything that was going on, and I just I just knew that it was something that I really needed to do for me. So I went ahead and I got myself a motherfucking Peloton, okay? And uh, it was uh, it's it, it is it's it's a big expense. However, it is an investment in my mental and uh, physical health. So. Uh, and I love it. I love it. I've been doing it every day. Um, I do it with my friends. I we can do it even over camera, like we can see each other. Um, and it's just it's just awesome. I really love all the classes, the types of classes that you could take. You could take boot camp classes, all sorts of shit. You can even take yoga classes. Um, so I just really love it. Uh, I don't have to leave my house. I just go to the extra the spare room where we have the bike, and it's amazing. I'm really I'm really glad that I did it, and it's it's really helped me get my mind right especially with like the change of season and the holidays and being a single person in quarantine it was something that I needed to do for me and so I did it and I'm happy that I did okay my other big purchase was uh an iPhone so now this is a two-part story time of a phone shenanigans okay first of all I had the iPhone 7, okay? I am not the type of person that needs the newest, like, electronics as soon as it comes available. No, my phone worked, so I kept it, okay? But what happened was I lost the phone when I went out to dinner one night, one night with my parents. Okay, we, we go to this Chinese spot by the house. They know the, they're friendly with the owners, and so that's, like, our spot. That's, that's where we go when we want to leave the house. Now... Uh, we were, we had dinner, didn't know, didn't realize till like halfway through that it was, that I lost it. And so I'm like thinking of all the places that I lose, can lose it in my car and you know, around da, da, da. cut to, we could not find this bitch anywhere. Okay. Hunty. She was elusive. She was elusive. So we were tracking her on find my location. She was at this restaurant. We checked the parking lot. We were checked inside. I was there. I went back like six times trying to find this bitch. They couldn't find it. We couldn't find it. Do you know where this bitch was? This bitch was in a menu. In a menu. Which means that I ordered my lovely food with my phone on my menu, closed it, and gave it to the waitress. <laughs> what kind of dumas am I? Anyways, we found it. Um, but <laughs> in the midst of it being God, I ordered a new phone. <laughs> um, so there's that. And uh, you know what? I needed a new phone anyways. Like it had, you know, it was working, but it had some kinks. Okay. 
it had some kinks like I could only speak to someone on speakerphone because of, or on headphones because the receiver wasn't wouldn't work anymore um and that may or may not have something to do with me constantly taking into the shower with me but that's none of your business um and then uh the other thing was it had a huge crack on the front screen and like so there were problems there yeah there were problems okay um but one thing I do want to say about that is that everyone needs someone like my cousin Lakeisha in their lives and uh, I say that because when I couldn't find it, I went back and forth from this place, like looking like a crazy per- person in the parking lot. I kept going inside and bothering them, trying to find this damn phone. And I came back and then when my cousin got home from work, she was like, did you find it? And I said, no. And she said, okay, get your keys because we're going to go to this restaurant and we're not leaving without it. And I was like, that's the kind of motherfucking energy that you need in a crisis. We're going to fucking go there and we're not leaving until we leave with your phone. Okay? Understood? And uh, everyone needs that kind of person. It just, it changed the whole energy of the whole situation. I was like, okay, yeah. Fuck yeah. Ride out, bitch. Let's ride. Um, sorry. <laughs> I felt like I was in a motorcycle gang there for a second. Um, anywho, so everyone needs a person like that in their lives. Just putting that out there. Okay, part two. Part two of the shenanigans is I ordered this new phone. And, uh, UPS delivered at 8.30 in the morning, except it wasn't here. And so I called UPS. I was like, uh, my phone ain't here, boo. Um, it says delivered, but, uh, no delivery. So she's like, okay, let me have, call the lady. She called the lady. The lady came back. And the lady was like, oh, um, you didn't see me here this morning? I was like, first of all, you tried it um, because I work from home. So I was here and Lakeisha was here, still here at the time before she went to work. Uh, I was like, oh, so where did you leave it exactly? And she was like, oh, you know, I don't really remember. I was like, ah, ha, ha, ding, ding, ding. You see this, boo? That's a ring light camera. You weren't here. Thank you. Where did you give my phone to? And she's like, oh, fuck. So she's like, okay. I was like, all right. So now I'm brain- brainstorming with her. Now I'm taking on the responsibility. I'm like, okay, what what can we do? How can we track this? What are our options? She's like, no. She's like, no, don't worry. Like, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. I can contact headquarters and they will um track the GPS of where the scanner was when I scanned the delivery. And uh, she was like, but let me check with the neighbors first because maybe I went to the wrong house. I was like, okay, so what I'm hearing is that you don't want to tell headquarters that you done fucked up. So go next door and see if they got my package. So she goes, she comes back with my motherfucking package. And now, mind you, this is hours went by since the delivery so uh, she goes, oh, the neighbor was going to bring it over, but she didn't get a chance to. I'm like, this bitch, first of all, I only live but 30 feet. You couldn't come over real quick. What if it was something expensive like an iPhone, bitch? Um, and, you know, I was trying to cut her a break because our neighbor's husband just passed away a couple months ago. But, like, listen, don't be a grieving thief, though. Okay? Give me my shit. Anywho, so uh, the lady was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, listen, mistakes happen. The important thing is that I have my phone and... um you know, have a good day. Okay. I don't want to know how many times this UPS lady has done this. Okay. Went to the wrong damn house. She, she goes, she goes, ah, I really need to get glasses. I was like, good luck behind the wheel, girl. So anywho, that happened. And, uh, so now I have also have a new phone. All right. Now we have Eric. My friend Eric is here and he has some stories to share. Welcome, Eric. How are you? 
I'm so good. How are you? Good. First things first, have you been listening to the podcast? Yes. I am an avid listener okay, and good. I absolutely love it. Yay. Okay. I'm glad. All right. Then we can continue. Um, <laughs> secondly, the last episode was, uh, it was Pride Month. So we did basically um, sharing queer stories and queer astrology. And one of the things that he asked me that I wasn't expecting and that I want to ask you is he asked me, who do you think is a bigger gay icon? Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Oh, um, I think 100% Britney Spears. And why? Um, because Christina, to me, there's something, well, this is going to sound silly, I guess, with respect to Britney, but there's something phony about Christina. Like, obviously, the talent-wise, Christina is better. And, you know, talent is more important to me, obviously, than, than packaging. But in terms of overall gayness, I think you got to go with Britney. I mean, she's she's what every young gay guy wants to be. <laughs> okay, I feel that. Because she's basically a drag performer. Who remembers Christina kissing Madonna? Nobody. <laughs> that's because the camera panned away and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's so funny that you brought that up. Um, okay, so am, am I correct in saying that the stories that you have to share, they're involving dating or like like hooking up situations, nightmares? Yeah, situations? I, I would definitely say they're more towards the hooking up spectrum than they are of the dating. I wouldn't call anything that I've done that I'm going to tell you about dating. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to hear. I can't. Guy was like, do you want to know? I was like, no, I don't want to know. I want this to be a raw reaction of the situation. Yeah, well, guy, guy is like, are you sure you want to tell these stories? Like, this is going to be, you know, aired. I said, well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll uh, change my name. But it turns out I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so let's get into it. Tell us. Well, so I've got two stories. I've got one long-ish one and one fairly short one. Um, which do you want first? Let's do a build. So start with the smaller story. And then build to like the the punchline, you know what I mean? Okay, sure. So this, so so basically, we're going counterclockwise or backwards in time. We'll start with one that happened more recently, not recent, but more recently. So this one, there was a period before I met Guy, who is obviously my husband. Um, this was probably back in two thousand. 12. Um, I, I was in a relationship before I was with Guy for about a year and a half. And there was about a six month, six or seven month period in between where I was single and, and living in New York City. And um, between that relationship and your relationship with Guy? But yes, between the two relationships. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, that was really the only time that I ever had where I was out as a gay man living in a city where there were a lot of out and not out gay men. Before that relationship, there was really no such thing as Grindr. Grindr sort of developed during my first relationship. Okay. And so when I was out of that relationship was the first time I could really use Grindr. Although my ex was using it during the relationship, but that's another story. <laughs> that's a different episode. That's a different episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, I sort of got a little bit addicted, I would say, to, to Grindr, you know, because it was just like, wow, like there's... I'm sitting in my office building in downtown Manhattan and there's people like 24 feet away. Yeah. You know? yep. Are they vertical 24 feet away or something? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, um, anyway, so I met, you know, a bunch of people, obviously. And, and one of the people that I met, I started talking to some guy that I met um, while I was at work. So this guy that I was talking to ended up coming over to my apartment 
and um, he was really, really cute, and uh, he was tall and blonde, and um, I was very attracted to him, and um, we hung out for a little bit, did that sort of, you know, uh, obligatory, oh, should we watch the show, like, let's hang out, you know, whatever, we probably got stoned. Then, you know, one thing led to another, and we started hooking up. And um, it was going really, really well. And we moved to my bedroom. And uh, <laughs> I know it was, it was it was really, really exciting. And I really, I was really into it. And he was really into it. And um, this is where we get into some, you know, details. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were obviously naked, and um, he was slipped over on his stomach, and I was enjoying the buffet. Yes, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. And I am known to be a buffet lover. Same. So much so that, and buffet owners love me. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told on numerous occasions that I am great at a buffet. Yeah, that you are are one of the most preferred patrons to the buffet. Correct, correct. so yeah, so I was eating him out, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I love that we just went on that whole long thing to get around it, and you were like, "Yeah, so I was eating him out." Um, okay, so go ahead. So he was really liking it, and I was really getting into. It. I was probably doing like the ABCs or something like that, you know, some one of my moves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, "Oh wow, like it's it's getting like kind of juicy, um, and like like." It was it was a strange oh. texture. Oh, oh my god! And I was like, nope. Wait a minute. Nope. What what's going on here? Oh my god! And so I, I like I come up for air a little bit. And oh my god! I'm, I'm scared. There was like a mirror um, above my not not above my bed, but like the back part of my bed because we were sort of facing my headboard, uh, and above uh, my headboard there was a mirror, right? So so I I pick up my head and I look and I see in the mirror my face is covered in blood. <gasps> and I, I freak oh. out. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I said, you're bleeding, you're bleeding, you're bleeding. He freaks out. He's like, what, what, what are you talking about? And as he looks at me, I realize that blood is running down my nose. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, oh my god, Eric's a vampire. Eric's a fucking vampire. But it was your own nose. I had a nosebleed. Yeah. It turns oh out god. I was just having a nosebleed, I guess. I don't remember what time of year, but whatever it was, my, it was very dry. <laughs> and I had a nosebleed all over his butt. All over oh, his, I mean, it was, my. it looked like a murder scene, I will tell you. And <laughs> I was so embarrassed. What was his reaction? Once, once you identified it was actually your nose, what was his? I mean, I'm sure it was a mood killer for sure, but still. You know, it's funny you say that. Like, yeah, I mean, he was, it was, I think he was relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably had a multiple emotions at that moment. One of them relief, one of them probably disgust. <laughs> uh, yeah, we immediately cleaned everything up. But he was a trooper, and I was still into him. Yeah. So we, you know, I we got the blood under control. We hung out for a little bit more, did a little bit more like platonic stuff, and then I think we ended up going at it again. Wow. So I, I had a really great time, all things considered, but... So it sounds like you had a happy ending. We did, but then I I never heard from him again. Oh, damn. Yeah. He was like, he was like I'm going to get what I can out of this moment, but you can't look back. 
there's certain things you can't you can't actually that's a great that's a great uh like a great story for like um the beginning of relationship you know what i mean well when i first met him let me tell you what happened it was it was a meet cute for sure right i mean that's something that uh a yeah. Nora Ephron movie. I think that I think her next movie that should be the, uh, the opening <laughs> scene. <laughs> oh my god, that was a really good story because there was a plot twist there. there yeah, twist yeah, no, sure. it, was, it was a regular M Night Shyamalan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are killing it today. Oh, okay. Okay. You brought your you brought your A game. You brought your. Well, if you like that story. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So that that story falls under the category of like, oh wow, that's embarrassing. Like, right. uh, you know, you shouldn't probably tell that story. This next story falls under the category of, oh, I'm kind of ashamed of this. Like, this is kind of me not being my best self. <laughs> <laughs> so this story, it's kind of like the movie Boyhood in that it takes place over a period of 10 years. So settle in. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Francine, can you bring my popcorn and my bonbon? Thank you. If I were you, I'd cancel your calls. <laughs> um, no, so um, back in college, so, so you know I was talking about Grindr before, right? Well, back in college, in the in the dark ages, there was no such thing as Grinder. Grinder was there wasn't even Facebook at this point. Okay, right, right. Um, yeah. So what there was for gay people um, to find other gay people, especially when you were not out, like me in college, was things called adult friend finder and Craigslist. Oh, right? got you, got you. So I don't even know if you've heard. You may have not even heard of. Uh, adult friend finder adult friend finder was it was like a precursor to like a manhunt but there were no pictures or anything it was like a chat it was like chat rooms okay basically. um it's obviously separate from craigslist no yeah. not yeah okay. it is separate it is separate. Okay. but anyways so that's what i would use in college to sort of um to talk to other gay people and um rarely i would meet up but every once in a while i would um but one summer, and I don't remember what year it was, but one summer I was, you know, on the friend finder. Um, and I was talking to this guy and he said he lived also in this location where I lived. Um, and we found a way, I think we emailed pictures to one another, but I don't think we emailed face pictures. Okay. Um, I was very careful to, you know, be a torso only type of guy and, and, and possibly penis only type of guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think I, I did too many face pictures just because I was so paranoid. So we had um, talked and, you know, sort of set up a meeting. He said that his parents were out of town or something like that. He lived in a in a suburb that was just a little bit north of us, probably like a 10 minute drive. Um, so one day I I went over to his place and um, <laughs> yeah, right when he opened the door, it was like, a oh, no. Oh God! You know, it was like, oh, you know, oh, you're not what I expected you to look like. And uh, catfish, catfish situation, or just no, no. It just... was just I, I wasn't feeling it, and I was. It just, you know, it wasn't there for me. Okay. But I, at that point, now I would just be like, oh no, see ya. But um, at that point, I couldn't do that. I was, it was, I was not confrontational. So. Mm -hmm. um, he invited me in and he, it, it appeared that he was not disappointed with the way I looked. Okay. Um, so he invited me in and I was just like so uncomfortable, but I was just faking it. And um, we sat around and talked and I think he like, 
put on porn as an icebreaker or something like that. <laughs> and um, he was setting the mood. Yeah, exactly. And so he uh, he started to like try to kiss me, and I I like gave him a kiss, but I was just like so not into it that I I, I finally was like, you know what? Like this is amazing, but like should we maybe shower first and then we can you know totally get to it? And he was like, okay, yeah, sure. And I said, why don't you go in first? And you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll get undressed and I'll, and I'll come meet you in there. So he's like, okay. I don't know why he agreed to that, but he did. And um, oh my God. he went into the shower. I immediately got all my stuff, put my shirt, I think I had my shirt off actually. I, I put my shirt back on and just hightailed it out of there. I like, I just like got oh my, my car, drove away and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was the great escape, basically. <laughs> you fucking left something behind, didn't you? No, 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 I didn't. Okay, I didn't okay. leave anything behind. He texted me, he's like, question mark, question mark. You know, a million times he texted me, I totally ghosted him. Oh. Yeah, I think I had blocked his number. I was just like, oh God, I just got to get out of there. You know? yeah, and yeah, I feel yeah. terrible. I, I, I feel terrible about having done that. However, I completely forgot about it. Okay. Right? <laughs> forgot not not only did i forget about him what he looked like i completely forgot the entire situation ever happened oh, you know? oh god okay. so that was in that was in um college so cut to at least four maybe five years later um i was a summer associate at a law firm in new york mm-hmm and um, when you're a summer associate, you know, oftentimes the coordinators of the program will have um, younger attor- junior associates who are actually working at the firm take you out to lunch, take you to coffee, just sort of making sure that you're enjoying the experience oh, and, you know, God, that you're okay. getting to like the firm because they're trying to sell the firm to you just as much as you're trying to sell yourself to the firm. Right. So anyway, I got asked to go to a coffee out, out for coffee with someone who was supposed to be my mentor um and and they put me as they put him as my mentor because he was also from texas oh my god so um oh. we go over we go out to coffee and we're chatting and i i think it's a perfectly nice conversation he was like he seemed a little bit cold yeah but he seemed like a nice guy um you know i I didn't recognize him. I'd never met him before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everything was fine. And he was, you know, just asking me about stuff. And that was it. And then, but I knew he was gay, but I wasn't out still. Uh, oh, okay. So, but I, I desperately like wanted to have like gay friends at the firm and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to be his friend. But for some reason, like he was never, like he never wanted to, you know, go to coffee again or, or you know, I, I would always message him and be like, hey, let, let me know if you want to do another coffee or, or um, get together with friends or something like that. And he was just never really like, it was always something came up, nothing. So cut to like three years later. Wow. Uh, he was leaving the firm. Oh. <laughs> and he never really, like we never, we, we didn't work in the same group or on the same floor. So we rarely saw each other. Um, uh, you know, we would say hi in the halls every once in a while, but um you know, nothing, we never got close or anything. And so he was leaving the firm. And so I sent him a message. I don't know if it was via, I think it was via Facebook. I think we weren't friends on Facebook, but I sent him a message via Facebook and said, Hey, heard you're leaving the firm, you know, um, where are you headed? So sorry that we didn't get to spend more time together. (laughs) Um, And I guess 
because he was leaving, he felt like it was okay to say, but he said, so you really don't remember me. Oh. And mind you, this is eight years later, right? Yeah. And I said, you mean from our coffee? Of course I remember you, you know? And he said, no, 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 no. We met a long time before that. Oh my God. What? No, no, we didn't. We've we've never met before. And he's like, yeah, we have. And then he he proceeded to relay his side of the story, right? Yes. Tell me what happened. And the fact that that's something that has stayed with him always, that for several years after that gave him such a complex and like totally destroyed his self-esteem. I was like, oh my God, like, what did I do to this person? Oh my God. I felt like, I don't know if, if the anger and resentment had just built up and so he was trying to make me feel bad, but it worked. Yeah. And I felt so horrible and I was just apologizing profusely. And I said, I, I really am so sorry. It was completely immature because it was, it was totally immature. Yeah. But I was just like totally taken aback. Like I, I honestly had no recollection of who he was. When he was telling me the story of what happened, it didn't even ring a bell. Like I was like, no, 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 that wasn't me. You know, and then it, I think like a repressed memory came up. You know, he must have said something that triggered it. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the, the, to me in this situation and what I think made it worse for him was that indifference is worse than hate. You know what I mean? And the fact that you didn't even remember, you didn't even, that wasn't even like a, a thing in your your mind, the history item, probably made it so much worse for him. Because he's like, not only did he he completely destroy my self-esteem, he doesn't even remember who I am. Well, so what he told me was that by asking me to coffee when I was a summer, he was giving me the opportunity to apologize. Wow. And he was like, he, he said he couldn't believe that I didn't like say a word about it and that I just just pretended like it hadn't happened. I was like, it's not that I didn't say a word and pretended it didn't happen. I didn't I, know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That it happens. I, and that was totally like, a, you know, when you're about to leave somewhere and you're like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. So you, to, you totally gave him the opportunity to be like, oh yeah, while I'm leaving, by the way. Wow. Yeah, well, we actually did see each other a couple of times since. Like actually Guy and I went over to to a friend's house um, for a dinner party, and he was one of the guests at the oh. dinner party. And how and was was he gracious? He was. He had a boyfriend with him at the time, and, and I think he was. That probably yeah, helped. I think I think it was fine. I can't remember if he told. I don't think he told that story because I mean it's obviously not a great story for him either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but you it's know, not. It's neither of us at our best. Rejection is a part of everyone's story you know what i mean we all and that adds to our humility and and helps us build character and stuff sometimes you know you have to persevere so it's just kind of it's just so crazy that you know what a small world it is and of all the gin joints in all the world you know (laughs) i mean from dallas texas to a to a uh you know a a firm one of hundreds of thousands of firms in new york city you know i mean it's just so crazy was that in uh new york that you what oh karma karma I know, and now you have to deal with guys' crazy ass. That's the true karma. What? <laughs> was that in New York that you saw him at the dinner party in New York? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was probably like a year later or something. Wow. 
That's amazing. That was, those were two really good stories. That second story feels like an episode from Will and Grace to me. Yeah, I know. Right? I should, you know what? I should call them. And Oh, oh I guess it's over. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. Um, okay. Life. So in the sake of sharing, let me, tell, let me share a story, a horror story from mine. Oh, good. Yes, please. Um, okay. So I, uh, this is a grinder situation. I'm talking to this guy. We're sending pictures, this and that. And he's like, why don't you come over, right? And I was like, okay. So we get there and it, it was, the, the, I'm telling this story because it was the same feeling. When I got there, it was like, it was him from the pictures, but it, it wasn't there. Like it was, yeah. it, it just didn't, wasn't going to work. So, um, but I'm like, okay. He's like, he's like, why don't we have a glass of wine? Uh, I'll open a bottle of wine. So we each, he pours us both a glass of wine. I'm there maybe a half an hour, right? And we're sitting outside. We're not even inside the house. We're outside. You know, everything feels, feel, I'm like, okay, this clearly isn't going to be something. But right. like, I, I have no problem sitting down, having a conversation. Maybe he's an interesting person. Yeah, something. yeah. Friends so, are always welcome. Right. So we start drinking. And like I said, in the course of a half an hour, he went from completely sober to completely and utterly destroyed. Oh, God. And I was like, so I'm thinking, okay, there's no way he's had the same amount of drink. He was, he was perfectly fine when I got here. So there's no way in the course of a half an hour, we didn't even finish our glasses of wine. So I'm thinking this is a mixed, mixed substance situation. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was such a snowball. It was, he was slurring his words. He was, he couldn't even walk. And so I was there maybe 45 minutes. I was like, why don't we, why don't I take you inside? And then I was going to leave because yeah. he was just obliterated out of nowhere. It was, it was like watching a car crash in slow motion. I was like, what yeah. is happening here? And we were like c- c- trying to talk and trying to propel the conversation. And it was just like, he, it just got worse and worse, like right before my eyes so quickly. And I was like, what the fuck? So I take him inside. And the, when we got inside, he took off his shoes and he had socks on. Yeah. And he had hardwood floors. He was slipping and sliding (laughs) (laughs) and he kept falling. And uh, you know me, Eric, I can't control myself. I was laughing. (laughs) I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And I was just like, what is going on here on this day? And, um, and (laughs) the same situation. So I brought him inside. I wanted to make sure he got inside. And then I was like, he was like, all right, I'm going to use the bathroom. <laughs> so, oh, no. so he went in to use the bathroom and I was, whoosh, I was out. But then later on, this was like maybe a year or two later, I am talking to my ex, who I'm still very good friends with. And I don't know, this must have come up in conversation and, you know, we're story sharing and stuff like that. This story comes up and he goes, hold on a second. What was the guy's name? What did he look like? And it was, he had went on a date with the same guy and the same thing happened no. where he was just like, he got wasted out of nowhere. And he was just like, what the fuck do I do? Um, so then after, even after that, then I went out to dinner. I forget who I was, who I was with. And he was there at dinner and he was with it. Maybe his mom, it looked like, and he was oh, crying, crying and crying and crying. And they were having like this intense conversation. And I was like, well, I guess he's going to rehab, but, um, Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? I thought maybe that was just his move. (laughs) It's interesting that you said that, like when you're younger, 
and you're still trying to figure your shit out, you're like, you, you try to be very PC and like very, you're more aware of other people's feelings than your own. And you're like, uh, not sure how to navigate a situation. And I think that's really important when you think about women in our society. It's like we condition women to feel bad and they end up ignoring their instincts. And sometimes they end up being in a dangerous position. Do you listen to podcasts? Like I do, yeah. Normal. Do you listen to My Favorite Murder? No, I haven't. Should I? It's, yes, it's it's a true crime podcast. Uh-huh. And the, the two ladies who do it, it's kind of like a comedy. Like, they're very funny, but they're, mm-hmm. they're recounting real stories. And um, the whole point of it to me is that, you know, what they're trying to highlight is you have to trust your instincts. Like, when your gut is telling you, like, no, this doesn't feel right, like, get the fuck out. And, yeah, uh, yeah so that. Yeah, I think I think you're right, though. I think um, obviously it's 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 different for women, but I mean I think they probably feel some some at least feel the same way that I felt in that situation, which was like I don't you know I don't want to cause a scene, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, I ultimately did hurt his feelings really badly, but um, at the moment I could you know I couldn't come up with a way that made sense to me to get out of the situation, so I had to go deeper into it before I could get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the way a lot of women feel, you know, yeah. you know, it doesn't, they don't feel like they see a way out. Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel like I saw a way out at that moment. And obviously it's different because I, I, I wasn't thinking that I was going to be, you know, overpowered or something was going to happen against my will, but I just didn't feel comfortable enough to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's another lesson is like, uh, sometimes we, we do that. We tend to, well, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. So I'm going to do all this and that, and then end up hurting them worse. Sometimes it's better to just be like cold open be like, this isn't going to work for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm getting a friend vibe from you type thing. Yeah. Or I'm going to be honest. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, go with, uh, I, you know, I'm feeling sick. I think I have diarrhea. Yeah. Or you get, or, no, you what you should have done. Let me tell you the story about this time I was eating this guy out. <laughs> well, no, but that, that's the problem. Was, that didn't happen until after. Uh, I, I didn't uh, have it in my back pocket at that moment. <laughs> got you, got you. Well, Eric, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate your candor. Um, it, those are those were two really good stories. I appreciate it. Thanks. I look forward to uh, being a regular guest on on this show and telling all my stories. <laughs> I'm sure Guy is gonna love oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I will talk to you later. Love you so much. All right, love you too. All right, bye. Okay, now let's talk about what I've been watching. All right, I've been watching a lot of stuff because I have nothing else to do. First and foremost, most infamously, is The Mandalorian, okay? So, The Mandalorian is basically uh, another jump in timeline of the Star Wars uh, fantasy. And uh, basically, it's about this guy. He's a Mandalorian, He has to, which means that he has to wear this mask at all times. Uh, and he can't take it off because that's the way. And he never eats. Literally, haven't seen him eat. He had a little slurp of porridge in this one episode and that was pretty much it i was like this this poor man must be starving and what happens is he's contracted to go kill this 
uh, unknown Mark. And when he gets there, he sees that it's Baby Yoda. And he's like, oh, my God, um, I can't kill this because it's the cutest motherfucking thing I've ever seen in the entire life. So he ends up going on this long, ridiculous mission to protect uh, Baby Yoda. And it requires him going to planet after planet after planet. I was like, this guy must be exhausted. OK, but Baby Yoda is literally so cute. But then you find out it's not actually Baby Yoda. And then you you feel like your whole life was a lie. Definitely go check it out. It's really, really good. And then uh, another show that I've been watching is Dairy Girls, which is about this uh, small town in Ireland, Northern Ireland called Dairy. And it's just a really, really fucking funny show. They have a very specific Irish accent. And uh, it's just about these group of teenagers that live in the town and they go to the Catholic school and um, they hate Protestants and they hate British people. <laughs> And uh, it's really fucking funny. So go check that out. Okay, moving on to movies. Um, I watched the movie The Prom. Now, this is uh, based off a Broadway musical that I have never seen or listened to any of the music. So I went in blind. And uh, it had Meryl Streep. It had a bunch of A-listers in it. Nicole Kidman, James Gordon. Um, and it was it was really, really good. It was cute. It was cute. Meryl Streep was, of course, um, amazing because this bitch can just do it all. She was singing her face off. And it was just really good. The story was... Basically, it's about this girl who goes to a small town high school and she wants to... She is basically petitioning to go to prom with her girlfriend. You know, she has to get lawyers involved and all this stuff because they're like, no gay. They ended up ruling in her favor that they had to let her go to prom. And what they do to this girl is devastating. Okay, I was sobbing inconsolable it was a real real sight to see um but anyways it's re really really good so check it out it's it's a cute movie um i won't say it's amazing um but it was it was good and then i also watched the happiest season which was a christmas movie uh centered around this lesbian couple and she invites her, she drunkenly invites her uh significant other who was Kristen Stewart to come to see her family for for the holidays they come to find out they have no idea that she's gay and it becomes a whole shenanigans and it includes Dan Levy who's the best friend uh it includes Aubrey Plaza it was it it includes Jinx and Ben De La Cruz. <laughs> Jinx Monsoon and Ben De La Creme if you're in it for the Queens and uh, it was really really fucking funny the 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 girl whose family it is the, the lady who plays her sister was stole the show for me she was so fucking funny she just played this character that was like too full of feels and, and just like really wholesome and it's so fucking funny. So definitely check it out. Happiest season. Um, so yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Check it out. Well, guys, that's the end of this episode of the Sneaky Little Heifer podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I recorded and edited this episode using the Anchor app. So please let me know what you think. Comment, like, share, subscribe, and make sure you stay tuned. We have some exciting things coming, and make sure you stay sneaky.